a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen from the National Patriot and Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. It's the Friday night edition of the show, 13th, Friday the 13th. Well, Friday the 13th is usually my lucky day. I'm waiting for some good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Welcome to it, folks. We're glad you're checking in, being a part of the show tonight. Um, I I bought a lottery ticket uh, the other day before the big drawing, and I got all but six of the numbers correct. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like me. (laughs) Now... I, I do have a complaint to lodge with the lottery people. Okay. What is it? Well, I think I picked the right numbers. I think they got it wrong. Oh, that could very well be. And, and I, think, I, I think I'm owed reparations. Well, don't you know? <laughs> so many times I have gotten either the number before or the number after. Well, and I had uh, three of those. Uh, out yeah. of the six for that way. So, well, you know. <sighs> what it is. Yep. You know, but, I, you know, I was, I, I had to stop and get gas uh, the other day, the the afternoon. The drawing was coming up in a few hours, and I thought, you know, I may as well buy a ticket because you can't win if you don't play. That's very true. So I bought a ticket, and I didn't win. But, you know. Maybe next time. You and, you know, what is it, 100 million people wish they could win. Yeah, they said the odds of winning were something like 1 in 302 million. Oh, wonderful. You know, but I, the way I looked at it was, I had a chance. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I only play it when it gets up to the real high numbers. Well, yeah, because, you know, what's a piddly one or two million dollars? You know, nobody needs that. Oh, that's true, right? You know, <laughs> that's I mean, what are you playing money? Yeah, what are you going to do with, with chump change like that? Go out and buy a dozen eggs? Hey, give it time. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give those chickens any ideas. That's true. That's uh, true. It's just one of those days. We're having a major um, cold front come through here in South Florida. Oh, no. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, for the next two or three days and nights. And let me tell you, it takes some preparing for it. Besides, you know, flipping on a heat switch. It's, it's something like we normally don't have, but it's very enjoyable to have the short spells of cold weather but after the second day we're like okay come on 70s 80s again oh please (laughs) (laughs) what's it gonna get down to like 50 um at the beach it's supposed to be between 45 and 50 the more inland you go the colder it gets the worst night i believe is going to be tomorrow night because where i am it's going to be in the probably in the mid 30s you know 40 years ago it's hard it's hard to imagine but 40 years ago um i was in miami and uh i was there for the orange bowl uh 
Uh, so it was like New Year's Eve, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the the game takes place at night. So during the day, uh, we didn't have anything to do. Uh, I was down there covering the game uh, for the student newspaper. And we didn't have anything to do. There were no press conferences the day of the game. So I decided I was going to go down to the beach. We were staying uh, at a, a hotel on the beach. I decided to go down to the beach and go swimming. And it was mm-hmm. it was cold out. It was cold and rainy. And uh, to the point where I was the only one out on the beach going swimming. Well, come the winter, the only ones on the beach are the tourists. Yeah, but I was the only one out there. There were no other tourists out there. It's just me. It might have been one of the really cold, cold spells. Cold for us. We're weather weenies, remember. Right, but I mean, not even any of the other tourists were out there on the beach. It was that cold. Ah, okay. And so I had the entire beach to myself, and I had a good time. But uh, but you so didn't I, have the guts to go in the water. Oh yes, I did. Oh, you did. Oh, I went. I was swimming out there in the ocean for probably almost an hour. It had to be down the wet. Uh, the water at that time of the year had to be in the sixties. Yeah, it wasn't warm. <laughs> just saying it wasn't warm um and and there was quite a current too because i was i was out there splashing around having a good time and and before i knew it i had drifted down the beach with the current Ooh, probably you gotta be careful of those people die in well, those they well i i i didn't as far as i know okay, um yes but I, I wound up about a half a mile uh, down the beach from where I started. Okay. Well, being that you're not a native, um, you really have to know that if a rip current gets you, don't fight it. Let it take you. They usually run parallel to the beach, not out to the you know out to the right. deeper water. Just. Hang in there, let it take you, and eventually it releases you. Yeah, and that's and that's what I did. I mean, I, you know, I was I was out there just having fun, and then I looked over at where my hotel used to be, and it it was way far away, mm-hmm. and I I had gone way down the beach, and I thought, well, eventually I'll I'll get back onto shore, and I did, uh, and then I just walked back to the hotel. Okay, well, you're one of the few non-Floridians that know, don't fight it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, so I know it gets cold. Uh, You know, it can get cold. It was cold that night uh, or that day, you know, when when I was out there doing that. But I had fun, so that's what counts, right? Okay, yeah. And you're alive to talk about it. Yep, and we've got other stuff to talk about tonight. Let's start in Idaho where a, a school board shut down the parents at a school board meeting. And, Diane, again, this is parents that are concerned uh, for the safety and the comfort of their kids. They don't want uh, boys pretending to be girls to be using the girls' locker room. The school board got bent out of shape and shut down the whole meeting. Yeah. They care more about freaks than they do about the children. Because, you know, folks, you can pretend all you want to pretend, dress up all you want to dress up, but don't expect the rest of us to buy into what you're selling. A boy cannot be a girl, a girl cannot be a boy, until one's DNA can be changed. It's that simple. You know, several parents said after the meeting got shut down, apparently it got kind of chaotic because... When the mm-hmm. school board decided to shut down the meeting, that pissed off the parents, obviously. Right. Uh, and things got a little uh, heated. There weren't any fisticuffs or, you know, anything like that. But, uh, you know, the parents got mad. And some of the parents after that said, well, we're just going to find a way by hook or by crook to homeschool our kids. And our kids won't have to deal with this crap anymore. And then the school board came out this morning and blamed the parents for shutting down the meeting. 
Yeah, and they accused them of spreading hate. The parents were not spreading hate. The parents were smart enough to know that boys do not belong in girls' locker rooms, period. These are boys. They have all their equipment still with them. So but they're what, just pretending to be girls. So what the parents were actually spreading was common sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we and can't have that. at school boards, it seems. Yeah, we can't have any more of that. No. No more common sense. The whole thing is, this is all part of that woke nonsense. And we need a radical change from that. We've got to throw all that stuff out. Well, it, it just it. It, it just seems insane. You know, I mean, you've got biological boys traipsing in and out of the biological girls' locker rooms and bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're talking about junior high and high school here. I mean, in, in what world is that safe? And in what world do girls feel either safe or comfortable having boys in their locker room when they're changing clothes? Right. Well, you know, that's such a valid point in and of itself. But what really got me was the school district issued a statement and they said they welcome and encourage feedback on its work. What we do not welcome are those who refuse to follow the steps necessary for a civil, courteous and respectful environment for that feedback to occur. But how can you be courteous and respectful of the environment, etc., if you're dealing with people that don't even know the difference between boys and girls? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, these parents are obviously they're frustrated. Obviously, their kids are frustrated. And, and obviously, the parents are correct. Right. Where are the parents of these biological males pretending to be females? Where are they? Well, they they think their their special little urchin deserves all the breaks, I guess. Well, there's something wrong with their little urchins and the way they were raised. I'm sorry, this is not this the same thing as gay people, folks. This is a totally different issue. Gay people, medical science has proven there is biological differences within their brain structures on the hypothalamus gland. It's either that they have one extra chromosome or one less chromosome on their gland than heterosexual people do. Very few are convinced into that lifestyle. This is not with what these people are talking about. These are men, boys, who want to dress up to get into girls' locker rooms to do what boys usually do. And this is a joke, but it's it's a perverted joke. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can remember being in junior high and, and always wanting to sneak into the girls' camp. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because there were girls there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, but it, it never, I, I never even had a, a want to sneak into the girls' locker room. I, I remember once in high school when I was uh, shooting photos for the yearbook, and I had an assignment uh, to go down and get photos of the girls' swim team. Okay. And uh, so I went down there to to uh, get photos, and the only way into the pool uh, at that time because they were doing something, there was some something going on. The boys' locker room was closed; it was locked. Mm-hmm. The only the only way for me to get into the pool area to get the photos I needed was to go through the girls' locker room, and I felt uncomfortable. That's because you're you're normal. You know what you are. 
these boys who do this for the most part, it's a, it's they don't really want to become girls. Well, no, I don't really think so. They want to get to the girls. Well, and and you know those that think they want to become girls, what they're trying to be is unique, just like everybody else. See, they're yeah. they they've been programmed now to think, well, this is how you're unique. And if other people are being unique in that way, then you're going to be unique in that way. And pretty soon, nobody's unique at all. I was just going to say that if so many people are unique, there is no uniqueness. (laughs) Exactly. The thing is, where are the parents of these boys? I cannot believe that someone who, uh, a woman who gave birth to a male child, would allow that male child to to play act as a girl. Because unless they go through the complete surgery and get their DNA changed, which is impossible, they're still biologically male. I think I, male. I think I have a way to put an end to it. Mm-hmm. And and this it's going to take money, but everything else does too, right? So mm-hmm. here's what you do. When you start building new schools in any given town, okay, you have a he bathroom, a she bathroom, and an it bathroom. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you have a he, she, and it locker room. And I guarantee you, <clears throat> if all the quote-unquote trans kids are told to use the alternative bathroom, let's call it that. Right. Okay. Suddenly you're going to have, or or alternative locker room, suddenly you're going to have a whole lot less of the supposed trans students because the fun's gone. That's right. You know, I mean. This is sick. Craig, what's really sick about this is that our political leaders, and that includes school boards, etc., sure. they're allowing this to continue. I know. It's got to stop. It has to stop across the board. You know, uh, Idaho is now becoming the new Fairfax County, Virginia, mm-hmm. or, or, or Loudoun County, Virginia. It's It's bad. This is just terrible. Thankfully, in my free state, we don't have any of this nonsense. Well, that's that's a good thing. You know who else had a bad week? Adam Schiff for brains. Oh, yeah. He had a very bad week because uh, he got exposed in the latest Twitter drop. Yeah, the Twitter files versus Adam Schiff. uh, And Adam is in deep Schiff right now because uh, apparently... Uh, as an elected official, there he was encouraging or demanding that Twitter executives ban certain conservatives and certain conservative posts. Why? That's illegal. Right. Including journalists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, well, you know what? In a way, he got his comeuppance this week. Oh boy. Because Kevin McCarthy is proving to be pretty good so far. He threw Adam Schiff, one other uh, name that I'm not that familiar with, and Ilhan Omar off their committees. Yeah, the uh, the one whose name you can't think of. Now you got me not being able to think of it, but it's, uh, it's the guy who was sleeping with the Chinese spy, Fang Fang. Right. I just can't remember his name offhand. Swalwell, so, you know, Eric, Eric Swalwell. Having, yes, Caldwell. Schiff is having a very bad week. Well, I mean, look, you know, we've we've been talking about this, you know, Twitter files thing for a while. I did an article on it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there, folks, there will be more articles coming. <laughs> um, but you know, one of the things that I mentioned in the article a couple of weeks ago is government agencies, government entities, and individuals within the government were all taking part in the censorship of conservatives. And the more of these Twitter files that drop, the more we learn and the more names we get. Well, I wish Elon Musk would next 
masks focus on all of us who were thrown in Facebook jail and things because there's just as many of us over there as there are on Twitter. Yeah, but he doesn't own Facebook, so he can't really do anything. No, he doesn't own, no, he doesn't own a- Facebook, but he could still do a little investigating. Well, but I mean, the, the Twitter files are doing some of that because we're also learning that Twitter wasn't the only one. Uh, and we've gotten admissions now from the FBI and a couple of intel agencies that they weren't just working with Twitter. They were working with Facebook and they were working with Instagram and Google. CIA. The CIA. CIA. The DOJ. Um, yep. You know, I mean, the the list just goes on and on. But now we're getting individual names, and Adam Schiff is one of them. You know, he he sees a conservative journalist writing stuff that is in opposition to the liberal agenda and the liberal talking points. And what does Schiff do? Automatically, he gets a hold of somebody at Twitter and says, take that person's account down now. Right. And then... Some cases they did, in other cases they didn't. But the bottom line is what Twitter was doing was violating our First Amendment right to free speech. Yes, you're not supposed to have speech, you know, that plots to overthrow the government, you know, that type of thing. But we have a right to say what we want to say. And what this little latest dump did they called it the belly button dump had to do with the covid cover-up as well well as i understand it there's a lot more to come on the covid cover-up uh in in twitter files uh but being... is involved in that as well well of course he is yeah you know yeah of course he is uh and so are others um mm-hmm. You know this this thing. There is we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more to come when it comes right. to these Twitter files, and right. uh, but Adam Schiff is now uh, stuck in the middle of it because he was as big a part of it as anybody else, and uh, you know other names are going to get exposed. But I'm glad it started with Adam Schiff because that guy is just a piece of stinking crap. Yeah, well, maybe Elon, in his investigation, will find a few things on Hillary and uh, Obama and Pelosi while he's at it. I'm sure he will. I'm sure Pelosi was also, because she's, you know, she represents uh, Silicon Valley. Right. You know, out there. I mean, those are her people. So I'm sure she was dealing, you know, with, with all the big tech giants. Uh, trying to oh, get you know certain yeah, people course. shut down and shut up and and uh you know so i i'm sure we're going to hear more from that um and you know when when you look at the uh the house committees right now you mm-hmm. mentioned that, that kevin mccarthy uh has and, and we're going to talk about kevin mccarthy uh, a little bit more here in a few minutes after the bottom of the hour break um but you know he's he's doing what what he said he was going to do so far uh Mm -hmm. one of the most interesting things that came out today and folks you'll notice that we're not talking a whole lot about the biden classified documents tonight and that's because diana and i are teaming up putting our our heads together we're going to have a big in-depth article coming out next week about that we'll discuss all of that on next tuesday's show but right. one, of the, one of the most interesting things that happened today as far as congressional committees are concerned, Jim Jordan announced that the first thing his committee is looking into is the classified documents and Joe Biden. Right. But again, you have to remember, they can look into it. They can want to bring charges. They can find proof positive. But if Merrick Garland does not choose to prosecute nothing happens right and we're, we're not going to get into that uh tonight as far as these documents are concerned but i i like the fact that that jim jordan is doing exactly what he said he was going to do he's starting to go after these people and yes. the rest of these committees are going to follow suit they're going to go after people as well um 
you know, and a lot of this really is going to revolve around the Twitter files because the Hunter Biden laptop thing that involves the Twitter files. Um, sure. Joe Biden uh, being on the take from China and, and Russia and Ukraine and this and that, that's all contained in Twitter files. The COVID thing is contained in Twitter files. Right. You know, it, the list just goes on and on. It's it's a sorry state of affairs that our country had to come to this, because what has happened with all these things is it has really made us no better than some of these countries like Brazil and Argentina and right. the South American countries that are going through the hell right mm-hmm. now. Um We're not supposed to be like this, folks. We're supposed to know right from wrong and act accordingly. But with this power trip now, head by the Democrats, and no, yes, we can do investigations and all that. But until some of those Democrats start coming over to our side, we're really not going to get that much done either. No, but at least we can further expose the malfeasance. And, mm-hmm. and and that is step one, honestly, in getting some of those voters to change their minds. Because the more they see, uh, you know, when the when the truth really starts pouring out, and I believe it will, whether or not it leads to indictments and prosecutions, but the more the the truth starts coming out through these congressional committees then the more I think people are going to change their mind, voters I'm talking about, and say, you know what? We can't support this stuff anymore. However, until we change the voting machines and the way we count votes, nothing's going to change. It's not who casts the votes that matter. It's who tabulates the votes. You know, we'll see how that all works out. But uh, this whole thing with Adam Schiff, uh, this week, and apparently he's implicated in quite a bit of, of the censorship yes. malfeasance. Oh, he seems to be one of the ringleaders of it. <laughs> yeah. and does that surprise you? No. <laughs> no. But of uh, course, you know, he had to issue a statement saying, I don't support censorship. This is a fanatical stretch, even uh-huh. from an ongoing CEO whose tenure at Twitter has been marked by a dramatic increase in hate speech. Guess what? Adam Schiff is one of the biggest haters out there. Well, and if you look at the actual figures, which Adam Schiff won't do because they don't support his stance on the the Mm -hmm. matter, but if you look at the actual instances of quote-unquote hate speech on Twitter since Elon Musk has taken over, they've gone down. Mm Mm-hmm. But but Adam Schiff's not going to admit that. No, because um, <laughs> Elon Musk was able to to get rid of a lot of the phony accounts right. where a lot of that hate speech was emanating from. Yep. So you know, Adam, Adam Schiff is he's just wrong every time he opens his mouth. I don't know how maybe, else to put it. Maybe some duct tape should always be in the halls of Congress so uh, McCarthy can walk over and sort of put a piece on some of them. Well, at least he's not, you know, Adam Schiff is not sitting at the head of the table uh, anymore uh, in, in, you know, in committees because that, that guy was just a cancer in those committees. Well, the worst one was probably Ilhan Omar, an avowed Islamist who supports terrorism and said, you know, some people did something on 9-11. They put her, Pelosi put her on the Foreign Affairs Committee. I know. Dumb, dumb, dumb. (sighs) You can't get any dumber than that. Well, and and then you have uh, uh, Eric Swalwell, uh, who was dating a confirmed Chinese spy. Mm Mm-hmm. Sitting on, you know, high-ranking committees. I mean, good Lord. Yeah. It just gets better and better. Well, 
Listen, we've gotten to the bottom of the hour, but we've still got a couple of good topics that we want to get out in the open uh, before the end of the show. It is the one-hour version of the show, Friday Night Show. So, folks, stay with us. There's plenty more to come on Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button. This show and all the rest are there waiting for you. Yes. You could become one of the pod people. We love our pod people. Podbean hosts our podcast, and we thank them. They always, they're always there. They always do a good job. So. Yes. We appreciate that. We appreciate the pod people. All right. So we were talking about Kevin McCarthy. We, we mentioned him briefly um, just a few minutes ago. Let's talk about him a little bit more because he and Congressman Matt Gates, Matt Gates, of course, out of Florida, um, they have kind of teamed up to indicate that they are getting ready to quite possibly release all 14,000 hours of security camera video from January 6th. It will be a great popcorn moment to watch all of that. Because if you remember on that day, at the very beginning, President Trump called for people to peacefully assemble and peaceably protest. Well, the videos, once they're released, will show who the instigators and troublemakers were. Well, if 14, you know, you you wonder, how could there be 14,000 hours? Well, there's a lot of cameras Mm -hmm. in in the uh, nation's capital. And when you add all the... citizens turned over their footage as well. Right. And when you add that all together, that's a lot of hours. That's 14,000 hours uh, of videotape footage. And not only will you be able to see who the troublemakers really were, but you'll be able to see how little trouble was actually going on. And we might actually get to see the D.C. police holding the doors open for the protesters. Now, we have already seen a little bit of that from the outside. From the outside, but not from the inside. Not from the inside. And, uh, yes. you know, they're, they're talking about releasing everything, making it all public in the name of transparency. Well, you know, the, uh, the liberals are absolutely panicked over the very thought of this because none of it is going to fit 
their narrative from the January 6th committee. None of it. No, nothing. Well, you know, that whole January 6th committee was nothing but a witch hunt. There was no impartiality. There was no listening to reason. There was no even entertaining true facts. It was from the moment Liz Cheney went on there, nothing but a witch hunt. That's that's exactly right. You know, now I I think some of the things we'll probably see uh, if all this footage gets released. Remember the guy in the uh, in the Viking hat thing, the mm-hmm. buffalo hat with the horns on it, and mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be able to see what a clown that guy really was. He wasn't an insurgent. No. You know, we're going to no. see what a clown that guy really was. Um, we know that outside the Capitol, he was hanging out with Pelosi's children. Yeah, one big happy family, right? Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to see uh, and, and we're going to find out that Pelosi had every chance to bring Capitol Security in on this and didn't do it. Right. <clears throat> but you want to know, Sometimes the security operatives themselves have to have enough common sense to basically say, screw you, Pelosi, we're going down there to keep the people safe. Well, you would think, but not in this case. No. You know, they they took their marching orders from Pelosi, and who knows what she told them. You know, you show up down here and you try to keep the peace, you're fired? I mean, who knows? who Who is Pelosi? To give marching orders to civilians. Well, she is the, or was, the Speaker of the House, and the Capitol Police fall under her purview. That's true, but just because they're under her purview doesn't mean that she has the legal right to tell them what to do. Actually, she does. Uh, she I'm can order. She can pulling. order them. She can order them to stand down. She can order them to show up. Um, she was given fair warning. Even President Trump suggested to her ahead of January six, you might want to have extra security because right. of the sheer number of people who are going to show up. Well, you know, sometimes you have to say no, even to the ones giving you orders, whether they're le legal or not when the thing started to get out of hand the capitol police should have had the sense to do the right thing so by not doing the right thing there is much to blame for what happened as pelosi and crew are especially her son yeah in 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 some cases and maybe in a lot of cases that's true I think something else we're going to see in the 14,000 hours of video is nearly 14,000 hours of nothing actually happening. Right. (laughs) It's going to be boring. Yeah. You and I, guys, you and I were watching it unfold live on television Mm -hmm. and we, we had the sound up and they're talking about, you know, the, this violent insurgence into the Capitol, and you and I are like, what are they talking about? Because right. people were just strolling along. There was, there was one section there in the Capitol. They had the, the camera up high in the rotunda area looking down, and they had the rope lines. And people were following single file through the rope lines. As the D.C. police were relisting, you know, removing the ropes. Remember yeah. during some of it, I even said to you, Craig, the police are letting them in. Yeah. And, and that we could see from outside the building, right? you know, and then from inside the building, we saw police, Capitol police, just standing there watching people walk around. Right. Because <laughs> you Pelosi know. told them to stand down. Come on. Sometimes you have to use common sense. But but what were they going to arrest people for at that point? What we were actually seeing on live television cameras. How about just preventing them from entering the Capitol? Well, that that should have been done from outside. But what I'm talking about is what's going on inside. We see people just milling around, just walking yeah. around. Some people taking pictures, 
you know, yeah. and and th- I think a lot of that fourteen thousand hours is going to be stuff like that. I, uh, it could very well be. Also, remember, it'll be very interesting to see the moment when the DC police person killed Ashley Babbitt. Right now, that we have seen. Yeah. Okay, but we've only seen it really from one basic angle, and right. I guarantee you, they had more cameras in that hallway oh, than one. Absolutely, I, I think the cameras were were actually spanning the entire. Um, inside while everything was going on. Right. And in 14,000 hours of footage, you're going to see everything from a lot of different camera angles. Craig, are we going to have to sit there looking at 14,000 hours of footage? You know how long that's going to take? That's that's going to take more popcorn and, and more raisinets than I have ever seen in my life. I like the uh, junior mints. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Raisinette fan, and I love popcorn, oh, I like you know, yeah. at the movies. But, oh, oh my, 14,000 hours. If, you know, if, if. The big if is, Craig, it's not a definitive that it's going to be released. Right, if it gets released. But if it does, whoever's in charge of watching that and disseminating it and telling us, you know, what all was in it. They're going to have their hands more full than the Twitter files, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be blurry-eyed by the time it's done. Yeah. Well, anyone who can watch 14,000 clips or whatever, I mean, get a life. You know, I used to be a movie critic back in the day, and I watched a lot of movies, but I never sat through 14,000 hours of it all at once. No. That's a lot of lot of watching. Um, Finally, tonight there was a there was a bit of a problem uh, earlier this week with the FAA and planes not being allowed to take off from any airport in the country. The first time that all airline traffic had been grounded since nine eleven two thousand one, and of course it led to a lot of speculation, and rightly so you know, as to what the cause of it was. But now we have a better handle on what actually caused the grounding. Yeah, but you want to know something? I'm not totally buying what they're selling. I'm glad you said that because I'm not totally bought into it either. Yeah, because the day or two before, Intel was picked up about a hit happening, not on the scope of 9-11, but involving U.S. airways. And this is a little too coincidental for my taste. Is it possible? Yeah. But something just doesn't feel right about this. No, it it didn't feel right the morning it was happening. It doesn't feel right now. What, What the FAA is trying to put out there is that one person uploaded something into a computer that had a corrupt file and it took down the program that pilots go to to find out if there's any obstacles they need to be aware of. Right. Now, granted, the computer system the FAA uses is almost, and I'm not making this up, 30 years old, but still. Well, you know, they got to give the money to those coming across the border instead of, you know, protecting our our airwaves. That's more important. Well, you know, Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, <laughs> um, the Secretary of the State of Confusion, would probably be closer to the truth. But, you know, he's done nothing. Now, he had billions of dollars to spend on upgrading the FAA and transportation and whole infrastructure and you would think if you know your computer system is 30 years old that would be the place you'd start right (laughs) but no (laughs) well pete Buttigieg as head of transportation is a complete joke to begin with the guy couldn't even fill potholes in south bend indiana no no this was a political appointment Plain and simple, and um, it's a, he's a, just a disaster. Remember, this is the same man 
who took maternity leave so he could nurse his newly adopted uh, child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on, on the upside, uh, he did, apparently, Biden was, was down in Mexico when this was all happening. And apparently, Buttigieg called Joe Biden in Mexico uh, to tell him he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> That's true. Why would you make that phone call? Because it was probably required or he was ordered to do it. And, you know, but all he kept saying, well, the system broke. The system broke. Uh, okay. It's not how you describe something. Well, let me tell you how broke the system really was. And a lot of this hasn't come out in public. Some of it has. But here's here's a few tidbits of what was going on. Now, people were on airplanes that were sitting on the taxiway, and then they got called back to the terminal, okay, because we can't let any planes fly because the system's broken, so everybody's grounded. So the people got off the airplanes. They're sitting in the terminal waiting for hours uh, Mm -hmm. for, for this situation to get straightened out, and some of them, out of sheer boredom, if nothing else, they were looking at their phones and they came to realize, oh my God, the system says we took off on time and we're going to arrive at our destination on time. And yet there they were sitting inside the airport waiting for what? Hours. Right. right. For announcements that never came. Now, that we, means people that were going to pick them up at their destination if they weren't tuned in to the news at 6 o'clock in the morning, they had no idea what was going on. So they were going to the airport because they they checked flight aware and flight aware said, yeah, it's on time. <laughs> and then they get to the destination airport. Nothing's flying. Well, that's, you know, more government screw ups for you. The the whole system needs to be overhauled. We need to update our computer systems. There has to be major overhauls of certain things in this country. Well, take the monies that you're spending on, you know, shrimp on treadmills <laughs> and, and put them where the monies belong. But then again, that doesn't meet the woke agenda. Now, let, let me ask you a rhetorical question, or okay. maybe, it's, maybe it's a hypothetical question. Do you think we've become too dependent on computer programs when it comes to things like pilots knowing what obstacles are out there? Now, part of what this thing did was tell pilots that, you know, there's large flocks of birds here or there. Right. There's a volcano erupting someplace, and, and maybe the ash in the air might cause you a problem. Uh, right. There's uh, maybe a, a heavy thunderstorm that could cause turbulence between your de- your uh, takeoff point and your landing point. Okay, but what did pilots do about those things before that computer program was put into place? They relied on humans to tell them. And the problem is people forget that every computer program is still programmed by humans. I think maybe some of the old ways of doing things in situations like flights would be more dependable. Well, I mean, you know, I I can understand if... There's a volcano in the process of erupting. You might want to avoid that, but can't the pilots look out the front window of the plane and, and, well, oh, look, there's a volcano down there going off. Let's go around it. Well, that's just like the weathermen who report, oh, it's beautifully sunny outside. You open your windows and it's pouring rain. Well, they got to move the weather people out of the basement. Get them up where there's a window. Oh, God. It's just... Craig, our whole country, I'm sorry, it has been on a downhill since Obama. Well, it, it really has. You know, but you, you think you've got a problem with the weather people telling you it's sunny out when it's pouring down rain? 
How do you think we feel out here in Nebraska, Kansas, and the Dakotas? Okay, because we are behind what the weather person is standing in front of. They talk about what's going on on this coast. They talk about what's going on on that coast. And whatever's behind them, they have no idea. You're probably better off because most of the time they get the weather wrong. You know, so I have I have people ask me, you know, where where exactly is Wood Lake, Nebraska? And I tell them it's right behind where the weatherman stands when they give the forecast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean that's oh. just that's just the way it is. But yeah, I mean, you know, you look at it's a thirty year old system, uh, this computer system. It's never been updated in thirty years. Thirty years. What what the hell computer program doesn't get updated in thirty years? I mean, I get I get updates to my uh, Google Photos on my phone every three days. It has to do with where the Democrats need the monies to go. Apparently, the safety of the Americans who fly is not their priority. Apparently not. Yeah, not even close. You know, and and you would think with the billions upon billions, tens of billions of dollars that were allotted specifically to the FAA to upgrade things, you would think they would start with a 30-year-old computer system. But no, they change names of places and, and roads and airports that they thought were racist. Because oh, that's more yeah. important than the computers working. Did you hear about the idiots in Canada? A group of girl guides, they're called, but they are comparable to uh, American Girl Scouts. And they're little little girls going in are also called brownies, like with the Girl Scouts. They want to do away with the name brownies because it's racist. It has to do, I was a brownie and a Girl Scout. It has to do with the color of the uniform. (laughs) But no, the word brownie is racist. Craig, let them try to take my brownies away from me and see what happens. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, I like brownies. Love brownies. Gooey. What are they going to change the name now of brownies? Yeah, gooey chocolatey treats. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, what what would you call them if you didn't call them brownies? Frownies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, look, pretty soon you're not going to be able to cook them in a gas stove if the liberals have their way. Oh, yes. But but today, AOC said, um, don't worry about it. She rents gas stoves. They'll not come into your home and take your gas stove. They were making fun of it on the five today. Well, good. Yeah. You know what? But what they're you, what they're literally talking about, Diane, is any new building project. You're not going to be able to put natural gas in, and that includes restaurants, right? Which will really hurt a lot of restaurants because the top chefs in the world cook with gas stoves. Gas stoves are 40% more efficient when it comes to cooking. In other words, if you're using electric in a restaurant, you've got 40% more stuff that you wind up throwing in the trash. Yeah, the heating system is not the same. And they also forget, okay, they take away everybody's gas stove and everybody has electric stoves. Think of the drain on the electric system, how many windmills are they going to build to compensate to power all these, you know, electric ovens? Diane, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad enough on their own. They don't need your help. That's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, and and what about what about uh, gas heat in homes and buildings and offices? That's right. A lot of people have gas furnaces and things. Well, and and let's be perfectly honest here, shall we? Where mm-hmm. is the electricity coming from? Coal-fired power plants. Exactly. <laughs> so are you can't you really- turn on the. You can't run even a windmill without somebody flipping 
the electric switch, which is powered, you know, like Craig said, by coal, etc. Now, out here in this part of the country, we know what a windmill is, and we know the difference between a windmill and a wind turbine. Right. And and, and you're referring to wind turbines, but colloquially, right, to- you're calling them windmills. Right. I'm just calling them windmills, but I know that they're yeah. windmills wind turbines you know but you're right i mean you you can't you got to run power to a wind turbine for the computer system in the turbine to work right so i mean they're not they're thinking you know but backwards they don't understand how things operate simple things operate we can never do away, or we should never do away, with the coal industry. We can't. It's dangerous to do away with it. Well, it, it literally becomes a matter of national security. But now we've got another thing going on with wind turbines offshore. Did you see this today? I didn't see it today, but I do know all about them. They're, they're, they're now believing that the offshore wind turbines, offshore New Jersey, New York, are killing whales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay? yeah I can and, see that. And I tell you, it's very possible. And, and I, I don't need to be a marine biologist to figure this out. Okay? Wind turbines mm-hmm. produce something called infrasound. You can't hear it. It's a very right. low-frequency vibration. Right. And it permeates everything. The water. The water. Everything. Okay. Whales use sonar to navigate. Right. Built in. It's in in their heads. Sonar to navigate. You hear whales making noise underwater. We've all heard whale sound recordings. Well, those sound waves that the whales make go out and bounce off of something, come back to them. And that's how whales navigate all right right if you're permeating the water in a whale habitat with infrasound it's going to mess that up absolutely and and a lot of uh they've been finding a lot of whales and dolphins and other sea creatures washing up on shore and they're like well there's no disease there's no red tide there's no this there's no that and they forget about these turbines Yep, the infrasound is is what's doing it. Right. It it has the same ill effect on bats, by the way, on land. Okay, and and you know people always talk about the birds and and how the the turbines kill birds. Well, guess what? At night they kill bats because right again, bats use uh, a, an sonar. innate built-in sonar uh, right. to help them navigate, and the infrasound. Uh, and combined with the speed of the blades as they come around. And people don't think those blades are moving slow. The tips of those blades are moving well over 100 miles an hour. When there's enough wind for them to do it. But when, you know what if these, they're moving, they're moving at a hunt over 100 miles an hour. But you know what these environmentalists forget? They're doing all these things, you know, oh, they're killing. The, they don't care about killing the animals. Uh-huh. You get rid of all the animals, you're going to have problems with your ecosystem. Big your time. basic ecosystem. And that hasn't sunk into them yet. It's, or it's all, they it's just all, don't care. They don't care. They right. don't care. And and the reason they it, it's not because it's green energy, it's because of subsidies. And everybody's making money off of the green energy subsidies. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's it's all about they care greed. About. They're lining their pockets. Yeah, it's They're about lining greed. Their pockets. Well, you know who's making a lot of money off of this is AOC. Remember, when she entered Congress, she was just a little lowly bartender. Uh-huh. Now, on Fox this afternoon, they reported she's worth well over $3 million. Yeah, but she still can't pay her student loans. No, and she still rents an apartment. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Folks, if you missed any part of tonight's show, all you have to do is go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and automatically, without any fanfare, you have become a pod person. Yes. Depending on what time I get up 
to download everything and then upload it. Sometime, sometime tomorrow morning. Yes. Okay, It'll that's, be early, folks. That's the way it works. But guess what? We've run out of time. Okay. So we'll see you Tuesday, folks. Nighty-night. Have a great weekend, folks. We'll catch up with you on Tuesday. Diane and I are co-writing an article regarding Joe Biden's classified document scandal. You don't want to miss it. Bye-bye.